Your story might be the very thing someone needs to hear in order to keep going. Hi, I'm Shara, and you're listening to Life Stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 3. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. You know, this podcast thing is very new to me, and I'm learning. As I'm going, I'm trying to figure things out. And I just got this podcast on Apple. It took me a little while because Apple's website was not cooperating when I first started. So I am now on Apple Podcasts, which is great. Although you do have to search very hard to find my podcast, but that's okay. I'm still on there. That's good. So I hope you're having a great day. I wanted to say first, before I talked about anything else, I'm so thankful for the people in my life. Um, I have gotten some incredible messages from friends, texts and messages and just such encouragement from people who know me and believe in me and have just been so kind. I am so very thankful for those messages. So you know who you are and I appreciate you. You know, I'm not an expert. I've said that before. I'll probably say it again. I'm not an expert at anything, but sometimes I'm brave and I try anyway. So I have a friend named Melanie Melanie and I met in 1999 in West Texas. We had just moved to that little town, and she and her family had just moved to the same town. We were both stay-at-home moms. Uh, We both had little kids at home, and both of our husbands were physical therapists. So we met through a mutual friend who invited us to Women's Club. And if you're not familiar with Women's Club, Women's Club is like a civic organization, I guess, Uh, We met monthly, and we did projects for the community. We raised money for different things, and it was a great way to meet people and get to know the area, and it was good for me to be in that. I was thankful for it, but I remember the night I met Melanie. Um, A mutual friend had picked both of us up, and we visited in the car, and then we talked at the meeting, and before I was dropped off, our friend dropped me off first, She made sure I knew she was going to call me the next day, and she did, and we just got along great. She was so much fun to be around. She's one of those people, like I talked in episode one about, that she always made me laugh. She just was fun. Uh, She was the kind of person that everybody wanted to be friends with because she was kind to everyone, and she wasn't just kind when she was in a good mood or when she felt okay. She was kind to everyone. And it was inspiring because where I tend to sometimes be quick to judge and quick to assume things that I shouldn't, she, she just didn't do that. I really enjoyed the time I got to spend with her. We were only there for, well, we were there for five years, but they moved before we did at least a year before we did. She and her family moved away. And when we moved to the other side of Texas in 2004 and Melanie and her youngest daughter had come to visit uh, before we left. They came back in town. I don't, I'm not sure why, but they came back in town, and she came by the house. And we got to talk and visit. I got to meet her youngest daughter, and that was the last time I got to see her. I know you have a friend like this in your life. Even if you don't talk all the time or see each other often, when you do, it's like things just pick up right where you left off. No time has passed. It's not awkward. You just jump right in and everything seems normal like it always was and she was that friend to me we didn't talk often 
over the years. We didn't, well, I mean, the last time I saw her was 2004, so we didn't even see each other. But we kept in touch occasionally. We emailed or talked on the phone or texted occasionally. It wasn't all the time. That's just how it was. So in 2020, we were getting ready to move. Actually, our house had not sold yet. I am not the most patient person on the planet. Uh, Patience is hard for me sometimes. And I just knew our house was going to sell at any minute. And I just knew that for about 11 months. (laughs) It was any minute it was going to sell. So I was trying to be very prepared and have boxes packed. And we put things in storage. And we were getting ready to go thinking it was going to be any minute we'd be selling our house. So I remember walking around that little house with boxes everywhere. And I started thinking about Melanie. And I sent her a text and I said, Hey, how's it going? How are the kids? She had had three daughters. And at this point she had twins several years after they had already moved. And you know, how are all the kids? And this is what we're doing. You know, I told her about our house. We're trying to sell it. We're going to go build our forever home. I'm frustrated because my house isn't selling, you know? So she texted me back and she said, I'm so sorry about your house not selling. I will pray for it to sell quickly. That's exciting. I have cancer. And of course, my heart just broke. And you know, if you ever want to put things into perspective in your own life, go talk to somebody that's going through something very hard because it will make you realize what is important truly and what isn't. And at that moment, I felt so petty being so frustrated with my house not selling. I mean, this was not something that was life or death for us. This was just something we wanted to do. And it just seemed so unimportant in that moment. And so I told her I would pray for her. And after I got off the phone, you know, I had all these boxes out. I started looking for a picture of Melanie and I. And I knew I had one. I remembered it. It was not a great picture. It was like a cut out of our heads. It was kind of grainy. It just wasn't a good picture. But I remember that picture because I had put it in a collage with several other pictures. And so I began looking through my boxes. I was looking in the back of picture frames. You know, when you put a picture in the in a frame and then you want to put a new one in, you just put it in front of the one that was in there. I went through all those frames that I thought it might be in. All the pictures. I couldn't find one anywhere and I was so discouraged. I just wanted a picture of her because it made me feel connected to her. You know, I could see her face and remember to pray for her. Remember, you know, she's going through something hard and I I wanted to be an encouragement. And so that's why I wanted the picture. Looked everywhere. Couldn't find one. And it was okay. I just was very disappointed that I couldn't find it. So one of Melanie's friends started a Facebook group for people that wanted to keep up with her progress and what was going on. And lots of people were praying for her. Her daughter ran the Facebook group pretty much, and she posted every day, at least once a day, just about to keep everybody updated with what was going on. And I was so proud of her daughter. You know, Melanie's health continued to get worse, but I hope she could hear her daughter and just the way she was fighting for her mom. You know, in that Facebook group, she would not allow any negative comments any doubtful comments. She wanted everything positive and encouraging and hopeful. And I don't blame her. I mean, what an honor to be taken care of that way by your daughter. I thought it was amazing. And I I hope she could hear her daughter, the things that she was doing for her, because it was amazing. So 
Melanie's health, like I said, just continued to get worse. And in January of 2021, Melanie passed away. I went to the funeral and I brought my oldest son with me. We, we drove to West Texas and went, and I was so glad that I went. I was able to see her husband. I got to talk to her older girls that I knew who did not remember me because it had been, you know, over 20 years since I'd seen them. They were little the last time I saw them. I got to meet some of her other kids, and I was just very encouraged to be there. But here's the thing that blew me away at the, at the funeral. All the people that got up to speak about her, and I don't even mean her family. I mean friends of hers, people she worked with, her pastor, everybody that got up to talk about her said the exact same thing that I had experienced with Melanie when I spent time with her, in that she was kind to everybody. She loved people, and she gave people the benefit of the doubt. She didn't assume anything. She didn't take life too seriously. (laughs) She loved her family. She loved life. And she was one of those people that you just wanted to be around because she made you want to be a better you. That's the kind of person she was. So it just made me even more thankful that I got to spend even a few years with her to get to know her because what an inspiration to so many people. And I was very glad that I went to the funeral. So we were putting up all of our Christmas decorations. And I had my husband take all my boxes of pictures downstairs that were in the attic because I had this great plan to make scrapbooks or chat books or some kind of books. I wanted to do something with all these pictures. And I will tell you, it is now November of 2022 and they are still sitting in the boxes. (laughs) Nothing has been done with these pictures. But I did organize them. I did take them all out. My office floor, I should have taken a picture of it, was covered in pictures. And I was trying to put them in categories. I bought some little envelopes and I was trying to put them in categories so that when I did decide to do a a scrapbook, you know, they'd already be ready. I had so much fun going through those pictures. Pictures of my kids when they were little and family and friends from school and friends from this part of my life and It was just fun. I love going through old pictures. And what did I find in the middle of all the pictures but a picture of me and Melanie? And it was not the picture that I was hoping for. This was not the picture I was thinking of. This is a four by six, like a good picture of us. It's clearly before my daughter began dressing me or fixing my hair because (laughs) it's pretty funny. It was taken in 2000. We're dressed up to go somewhere. I have no idea where we're going, but I was so excited to find this picture. I mean, I cried. I laughed. I couldn't believe that I found this picture after all this time, and it had been there the whole time. I mean, it's not like, you know, somebody stuck it in there. I know this is a silly example, but it just reminded me that there are so many times that we want something, and sometimes I can act like my kids did when they were young. You know, I want it, and I want it right now. I don't want to wait for it. I want this. I want only this. And I want it right now. And our kids do that. You know, they want things and we can't give them everything that they want. Uh, My grandkids, I mean, I probably give my grandkids a lot more than I gave my own kids, but I can't even do everything they want. I try to say yes as much as I can to them, but sometimes it's just not possible. And yet sometimes when God makes us wait for things, I mean, sometimes his answer is no, but I believe that when his answer is no, it's because he has something so much better for us. And, you know, not finding this picture right away is not, it didn't affect my life. It's not like a big life moment for me, 
But it was so special of me to find this picture because it just reminded me that he didn't forget that this was something that I wanted. And it still brought me so much joy when I got it, even though it was months after I was looking for it. It was still a blessing. I was still very thankful for it. And so I just want to encourage you. God hasn't forgotten about the desires of your heart. If he's saying no, it could be because he has something better for you. But you can definitely trust him that he knows what's best for you and he knows when you need that very best. I hope you have enjoyed listening. Have a wonderful day.